Welcome back to another episode of Mishmashi Mahlash Podcast. I'm your host, Abdul, and I hope you're having terrible and miserable Happy New Year's and miserable holidays as well. Today, I'm sharing a extracts from my blogs. Some of the good ones that I think I did a really good job at and you deserve to know. And in case you've already read them, uh, please stick around. I'm actually having a director's cut where I'm sharing more details about like the decisions Lee went into making them. Oh, God. Uh, the hidden bts stuff lee goes down there also bts smooth like butter anywho i hope you stick around and thank you for listening so she had the context for those of you who know en general but um a while ago i started with project around two years or one and a half years ago i wanted to make a blog with the blog i called it lessons and obsessions and the main goal Diallo is to share meaningful advice to a Moroccan audience. The things they might cash online or if you do, they never go in detail with. Parts of Goldil had the blog was to interview people, do research, compile data, observe the hajat, and effectively present it to people who are willing to read and educate themselves. It's actually a big inspiration to the podcast from general. But the issue Jel had the blog was that <laughs> it was very hard to market. I think it's unrealistic to target a small niche, Jel, a English reading, English speaking, Gen Z, Moroccan audience, is well aware of internet culture, and then force had the same category of people to sit down for 10 out of 15 minutes and expect them to read your article, full dedication, full everything. And while yes, how it's need to be hilarious, to be funny, to be quirky, fast and snappy, I think I feel that it simply hits the ideas that I had in mind with the audience that I had in mind did not converge, which eventually led me to creation the other podcast. And thankfully, I've had the courage and the need to drop my baby and let go of it to focus full time, well, not full time, but focus on the podcast. In hopes, believe it has a better reach and reach a bigger audience, which to some extent it did. Uh, but I thought to myself, believe the articles that I've shared in Lessons and Obsessions should not stay at him. I think I did some great jobs at some articles, some Mali you should know about, especially if you were a person who wanted to listen to, you wanted to read. Lessons and Obsessions, we never had the time or khatar to read this. So this episode is for you, as well as the people who are new, they are not aware of had previous work. So the first article, the first subject we're going to talk about today is history of the And yes, the music genre, right? The idea of it came from me listening to YY and thinking where does YY come from and the more research I did the more I realized really it comes to Rai and first I was researching the Rai I discovered the history of Algeria to be honest I was very ignorant about I was educated about and that eventually led to which is the dark history of Rai and I felt compelled to present that idea the first instance Rai in in was in 1920 which was under the French occupation and the city was fresh out of World War One. 
the people ديال مدينة وهران a lot of their nights were spent in bars or cabarets to drink their pain away ومنهم كان واحد الجروب ديال nightly entertainers and singers اللي كانوا كيرسموا راسهم بالشيخ والشيخات these people stood out in contrast to other performers اللي كانوا في ذاك البيريود because the language you can kedrobia was very vulgar it was brut it, it it was the song of the people in and to some degree the to some degree <laughs> the the french occupation at that time did not enjoy had music especially back then the music they did enjoy was not from the algerian people all the ones they did were simply not common among the common folk So had music was made for the people by the people and hits the French ruling class was one nobility was only provided funding music genre for a long time because it was not up to their standards. it would all come to change which was the period when Algeria fought for its independence against France. And while it is sad that more than a million people died, 900,000 people, 900, people immigrated from their home country, they gained independence. Algeria was finally for the people, by the people. And the freedom they gained allowed the music they produced to be promoted. And suddenly, Rai was a music genre was being celebrated and being performed everywhere and with everyone. And these songs were loved by the people. It's, they were strong. They, they sang about grief. They sang about freedom. They sang about pride. It was something that resonated with people. So Rai at that period was something that is truly inspirational the kids looked up to and were, and were, were like cultural heroes and it was something that I would argue moved the Algerian people in general but the problem is that music genre was stale it was the same African beats it was the same drums the same oud the same everything And change was needed as the people were changing and the environments were changing, especially in Libda 40 years ago, something needed to change. And this is where people like Blamum Saud were called or deemed as the fathers of Rai, especially Saud because he was the first person who introduced trumpets or saxophones to the genre. And that would eventually evolve into the electrical we know but let's continue on the kids they grew up a première generation an independent algeria were inspired by the rice singers and this gave birth to a new generation the rice singers they were called shib shabbat in respect to the people who came before them, which were Sheikh Sheikhaz. And yes, this nomenclature and this term is still the one that is used Daba. And I think it's very interesting how Had Smiya was birthed and it's still used Hatel Daba. Despite the Kshib Shabbat Yal Dakluakt are technically elders Yal Hadl Periodadi, but 
there's still shabu shabba and from ibtida'an min sabinats the rajanura was undergoing a training arc you could say it's it was a dark period where international music cassettes were being imported into the country i say imported but like smuggled is the correct term and suddenly producers al qawrasum exposed to music like reggae or blues or hindi music from and moroccan artists as well and this led to the revolution jarai and eventually it taking l'accordéon and implementing it as well as a main feature ديال ديال rai as well but rai li we know today and probably the one you're familiar with and i am familiar with would not come to be hatal tmaninats ibtida'an min tmaninats technically where musicians rashid and fathi which are more popularly known as the baba brothers took rai as we know and transformed it into electronic rai these are the people li khadmu with the big names like shab khalid essentially and they pioneered the rai li we know daba oh and fun fact while we're still for tmaninats as well Did you know the Medi'an Maroc? Well, technically Medi'an Tanger, but Medi'an was responsible for the internal internalization, la l'internalisation. I don't fucking know, man. The Rai music became global and international, especially in France. It became popular in France thanks to Medi'an because they were one of the first radio channels to broadcast Rai music in Morocco. Given that and the Moroccan residents of the clocks were French and Spanish as well, they picked up that music, and eventually it found its way into French culture. But it was thanks to Medi'an, especially Medi'an Tanger, that Rajat Rai to become popular in other countries at a very young date, at a young age. But sadly, back in Algeria, things were becoming a little bit complicated. It's It was at this period where the Islamic Salvation Front FES en France took Aula started fighting a war against the government the main government Dilek and at some points when they were winning it, they cracked down la rai music en general like how it is broadcasted and shared and even made it more complicated to import and produce I will produce cassettes gel rice so producers can share their music Utenian import cassettes from abroad so it was from this period where things stagnated chishuya you could say may was during that period where people like an icon like Shibhasni would meet their end hits he went out with a bank literally despite being advised by the Islamic Salvation Front to not perform he said fuck that um she performed me on a televised concert the rai and it was there where the television broadcast saw him getting kissed in the cheek by other female or women women from the concerts and that made the islamic salvation front very angry and they decided to kill him unfortunately oh 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 also i forgot uh apparently it was also v- At one period, especially it was very the government was using Rai as a mean of propaganda. They were literally controlling the the way it was produced, so they were able to censor or affect the production of the music of Rai. And this means for a good 10 years or so, 
قال راي ميوزك برودوست ان الجيريا واز افكتيفلي بروباغندا يوزد باي ذا غفرمنت بات ات واز اولسو بيريود وير راي ميوزك برودوست الوسوير سبيشلي في حال فرنسا مثلا ذات واز غفرمنت فري اوبيسلي ذس از وير شاب خالد ثرايفد اند اكسبلودد ان بوبولاريتي سبيشلي مع الاغنيه ديالو ديال ذا ديزرت روز اند ذس از اول فان اند ايديوكاتيف داكشي كامل بات ذس از وير ذا ريل meets the research that I wanted to do, which is where does YY come from? And you need to know that YY at one point, YY in general is not academically studied. No matter how much I try looking at things, to find like academic proof to back up my theory. Unlike Rai, which I found multiple studies, but YY was very difficult to find. I did. I consulted the R slash Algeria subreddits and also R slash Morocco subreddits, and they were able to guide me into a chronological order. And from there, I theorized my own theory, how things took over, how the future will become of Rai or Waiwai in general. Okay, so many, many people believe that the first instance of Rai. came from Shab bin Shinnit, or Shab Muhammad bin Shinnit, who became instantly popular after his, his song, YY, released in 2014. And you need to know that the release was very important because Rai artist Jeldakul period, which is the early 2000s and late 2000s and early 2010s, were heavily, heavily inspired by music of Europop and EDM because These were the things, these were the genres that were topping the charts. So they wanted to do something similar. And this is what Sheb Bishinis did. He took that and made and adapted it into Rai and made the Khalid song Dial Wai Wai And every other producer there, every other producer Dial Rai saw the success of his song and decided to mimic it. And soon enough, Bzev Dial's songs are in style and that warranted its own genre Dial. Rai, or you can say sub-genre the Rai, which is where the YY was created. Hits the founding song that she mentioned in 2014, was called YY. I should let you know that the song is very fucking cool. I love it so much. It is such a bop. I I play it every two months or every month, and it is. I I shake that booty. I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. It was more interesting and cool. And if you observe, the people that listen to YY are Shurmal or Maryul. This is the, the subculture that is associated with YY. And while they are similar to Gopnik in Eastern Europe, these people are a delinquent group of society that are from the working or the suburban background in class. And usually they struggle economically or professionally or whatever. And they usually come from the middle. And their songs usually express their suffering or their problems. And if you've been listening, you would, you would see it's very, very, very similar to how Rai began in how the people can their misery in a vulgar way. I should note in a vulgar way, is very vulgar. And essentially, a hundred years later, the same prophecies out that the people lived out right and how they sang it are technically 
ادابتد انتو ذا مودرن ايج وعاودوا نفس الحاجه الصب واحد الهامشه ديال 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 سوسايتي saying about their own problems and miseries with their own vulgar way and most of the people شافوها بواحد الطريقه اللي is like اش كيخربقوا هادو او لا وي دونت ريليت او whatever and if i'm correct I predict believe in the next upcoming years maybe 20 maybe 10 years in the future unless we have a world war 3 and I don't know about that I see believe why would make a breakthrough in modern in like the mainstream and it will become cool and next will like why if we go with the, the theory history repeats itself basically Mohim, I hope you're very satisfied with the history of the Rai as well as how Luaiwai was created. And that to me is one of my favorite articles ever. It took me, I'd say, a few weeks of research. And I was, ooh, and uh, fun fact, before Qabliman posted the article, I was considering to research the author I took most of my notes with fresh constant research at sujet which is Mark Shad Poulsen and he wrote the book Gelmen in popular music in Algeria the social significance of rap and this book is basically him documenting his journey or his travel to Algeria late 90s and documenting where does rap come from and it has been a tremendous help may I reached out to his DMs via LinkedIn and I explained everything, blah, 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 blah. And he said he was very happy to do the, the interview, Maya, and maybe I can give him an update about where it became or why, why did he come? But unfortunately, he was on vacation. It was way too late for me to post my article. So the schedules didn't align. But also at the same time, I thought to myself, at the end of the day, it is not a video, it is not something big like that. So it does not warrant the efforts to do the interview. So the the ratio of effort to reward would not really align. And I think his insights wouldn't be as, I don't know, valuable to the the article as a whole. Just thought to add that as a little director's cut to how things go, the lessons and obsessions, you know? The second article that I wanted to share, Le Sarahatan has aged very poorly because hardly I researched it, so I made my studies It was cheap, and then literally hardly posted, so prices have increased. I'm talking about snacks and fun facts. I spent like approximately, I think I've been dirham buying every snack I can find in shops or markets with the camel. And I made a list of the most caloric to the least caloric, the most expensive to least expensive, production dates, ingredient list that he came with. And literally, Nadli Konsevinta, I think Nadli Pivieta, the prices increased by like, and everything that led Ram or Hamsinfrak. So the article was very outdated. But nonetheless, I wanted to present my arguably my most popular article. It really took off. And it's why Moroccan snacks are so cheap. And just a heads up, I really hate the deal why Moroccans or I really hate the statement because 
it's not a unique experience to Morocco. It is a global experience. And I hate humor or whatever constantly is like, North African parents do this. Or only in Morocco can you find this. Or no, it's a, it's a global experience. And maybe sure not the entire globe, but like at least North Africa would share the same opinion. And I hate that statement so much. But can you have to understand for marketing reasons and marketing reasons only, SEO in general, I had to use the Morocco inside because people would not read, uh, people would not read the statement. Okay, so my favorite bimola snack is not even Moroccan, it is Spanish. It is twins, it's Smithu twins, Kedert Lesadram, or Lesadram, almost as far as 2023 inflation goes. And I'm pretty sure most of you have had the Oreo Likeji Makatib Chocola. It is literally that. But less sweets, but also because it is cheap and it is so good. I love the Kabimo so much. It is generally like low calories, it's like 220. It's not that bad, fancy. Part of me, fresh, I usually bought it. I was like, man, why is this so cheap? I, I, this treat out of this snack shouldn't be this cheap. So that was the reason they said, and research, to be fair, research had article was very poor, I think. I did not lean into the academic side. I was more of like, uh, uh, here's uh, the research I did in my own city. I think it's generally good. Well, the first reason why BMO is cheap is because companies like KBO Home are B2B rather than B2C. So KBO from business to business rather than business to clients. That means BMO is Excel would not explicitly sell you, the consumer, No. They sell to Mulhanus, they would sell you the product. And hit and the relation makes it very easy to spread and because you have set points where it's distributed and also you can sell them at a price that is reasonable or exclusive to the B2B relationship. So Mulhanusa would buy it at a cheaper price than what you buy it for, essentially. The second reason uh, BIMO is so cheap is because is very cheap when it comes to the production of BIMO. I mean, realistically, it's the machines that most came the khidma, but you still need some workers to replenish the machine material or the material that you can. But assuming, assuming that BIMO is Excel, an average worker that has been works at minimum wage, then already there case is approximately 1,500 dirham or 15,000 dirham per hour. And that's a Fine raise, I think it's very, very low. The minimum salary for an employee tomorrow would be at least 1500 dirham or I don't think this is the exact price le Mondele or Excel share or do. I would arguably it's maybe approximate to 3000 or So, in retrospect, if a machine is going to be a machine, it will 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 be a 
Wow, shocker, I know. Kim and Bina are so surprised right now. Well, yes, some products are more harmful than others. The Food Regulation Committee it ensures that and are generally healthy for the consumer or are not harmful to the consumer. But the choice of the matters. For example, a lot of most of the biscuits I bought first I was researching the article was soybean or palm oil palm oil soybean oil or palm oil and hedo are very very cheap and that's part of why it's very cheap and also using the poudre rather than solids when it comes to chemicals and actually chemical poudre rather than chemical solid is way way cheaper And finally, and most importantly, when the snacks are too iconic and given belief the people they buy them on a day-to-day basis, kids, stable enough or cheap enough to guarantee continuous sales cycles and steady cash flow, basically. Overall, I think Adlachtikel is... Fine, I guess. It's a bit weak and outdated, obviously. It's above average and it remains one of my favorite articles to ever write and research. Hence, the research was very fun. I'm not self-promo. Like, check out the reels, gel TikTok on Instagram to know like how it was done. It was it was generally a good memory and lots of fun. What is not fun is the next subject. I did it. I I felt like an investigator, Sarahatan. And what's more funny, and I think it is super funny, is the amount of backlash that I got. I posted a video about it on TikTok. People were so pissed off. And it was genuinely so much fun to see their hate comments. But this, this risky article was about Cote Sportif, which is owned by MDJS, and how it allows minors to gamble. I'm not gonna read this camera. It's it's a pretty long read. It's pretty informative. If you ever have the chance, I do recommend to check it out. I'm gonna read the most important parts and hopefully you are more aware of the problem. I still find that it's a lot not and I think more correction is needed in rules with the camera. What can you do? It is what it is. So Everybody knows the MDJS is or Cote Sportif is a very popular hobby among people. Addison, most people are exposed to it at a at high school age. But that in itself is an issue because the objectives of MDJS are variable. May I would like to quote one of the objectives in the the development of responsible gaming while minimizing the risk of addiction. And what is more ironic, when the guidelines are supported by a certificate by the World Lottery Association or the WLA, which is like the global entity that is in the lottery in general with every lottery entity. And for MTJS, they own the level 4 certificate, which is the highest level possible. And with this comes rules and guidelines that they have to respect. And them allowing minors to gamble is you could say the legal copy and a a way for MDJS to avoid losing their certificates 
at the same time gaining more money unethically and it's pretty smart and pretty much in court it would not stand because it's not up to them it's a pretty pretty smart solution not gonna lie so the big problem ديال MDJS is underage gambling as I've been trying to share من هاد الوقت كامل it is severely fucked up how MDJS can allow minors to gamble من 15 or من 14 allow them to enter the shop يعمروا على their favorite football team يعمروا عليه يقمروا عليه and then eventually فاش they win and the dopamine hits is established ما بين gambling and making money as an underage person they become a lifelong player and a lifelong client for le côté sportif and according to the rules and the guidelines this shouldn't be the thing well again they do the way that they get through it is through smart loopholes they can to do whatever they want to do and allow minors to gamble and it has to do with the system is given and Fun fact, and this is the most concerning part, when the MDJS, most محلات اللي كتشوفهم في your city, they are not actually owned by the MDJS. These are franchises. Anyone اللي عنده محل أو لقهوة, and by the way, guidelines to become a franchise owner are very, very, very low. Anyone can become it, can become a MDJS shop. MDJS كتعطيهم the, the rights to open a franchise. The محل can essentially operate كما باغي. MDGS while they do check up on them and they have guidelines they have to follow the rules and that franchise rights to whoever wants the franchise rights the the bar the ethical guidelines or the bar the standards basically forcing the rules into action or enacting these rules or to respect it is not there there are way too many shops for MDJS to track and that is a problem on MDJS not the franchise owners and this makes the franchise owners able to essentially to let minors gamble especially believe minors at the 10k gamble is either 25 dirham and the payout is very low as well like at hot 25 at hot in the bigger scale of things, had figures can be ignored because to confirm as well, they can generally be like ah error whatever. So the 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 guidelines that franchise owners are very low and they are not held to any law and basically and them free reign to gamble, to allow minors to gamble and it is through that loophole that MDJS to let minors gamble especially the platforms like sure, they a minor to gamble which is equally as fucked up but they withdraw the money that they earned unless they show a passport or a national ID so effectively, if you do cash you can let anybody in and that includes minors as well. As I know from experience, minors can show up and just gamble. And then And it does not help. Billy MDJS is also purposefully targeting minors. A popular example of is esports. Every esports tournament that is Maghreb is sponsored by MDJS. So it makes 
them very it makes them the circle deal an average minor especially esports are mostly consumed by minors people under 18 and it makes mdg is a name that's popular among them by showing themselves among minors for events young people sports events or esports events and then then you can open it without any problems then you literally have the right to open you apply to it and you get the right it is so simple to clear across the country it makes maintaining or regulating the places very difficult so they are they are allowed and home to to let minors gamble from Mahajalum and essentially they are not withheld at any standard hence if say the wla or a court trial it's ever against them they can be like oh this is not our problem because we give them the guidelines we give them the rules but the blame is on them and not on us basically and i hate believe this problem will not be fixed especially believe nobody is ringing had the issue on general to have to get the issue despite minors are lots of gamble freely had to get the issue and from the same problem when now these minors already are in the system or are actually happy believe that system as i said before fresh post this video with your tiktok a lot of people who came to hate on me and were like this subject does not concern you i am a minor and i still want to gamble they are clients the lmdjs they've made money from the cote sportif and they see had a system that benefits them and these people are minors these people are under 16 under 15 and trust me i checked their tiktok accounts and guess the mental age of people and some of them were as low as 12 bro and these same people are sitting here and trying to defend by allowing them to gamble even though believe they've already been enticed into her circle and they've already become a lifelong client I hate it I hate how the system is made I hate how everything related to minors and gambling is fucked up like that and I hate how society encourages them but <laughs> I am only a man I am only a citizen journalist and I've, I've I've made people aware of the issue no, there's no change unfortunately this comes from the bigger power and the higher ups that she came in me I would like to believe in a different universe or in the future it would all be good or whatever man and a little post credits facts about that article who and I've reached out to MDJS, to their support clients, and to their email, and to their PR email, and I've also made a fake account into the application, online application MDJS, and online application Onyxbet. The emails were not good. <laughs> there was no response from the emails. Hits. You don't come from a very popular platform like Morocco World News, or Hespress, or whatever. Nobody is willing to give you the time of the day. Odekal online accounts that I made, for example, Cote Sportif and Jello Expats, as I said, I've declared that I'm going to be able to get this fake account, so I'm going to be able to get this fake account, and guess what? The MDGS app, 
where like you can't enter the app until أقل من 18. However, we will not remove the possibility to make another account. So it made it very easy and I need to use the same email to create a new account where I lied about my age and then started gambling and putting my money into gambling. When it came fetch, it was time for me to withdraw my funds. Add, they were like, ah, you need the national ID. At the same time, one XBet had the same problem. One XBet, fetch said the accounts. They say the same thing, the same process, and it was basically the same thing. I couldn't withdraw my account. I was 18, or I had a national ID that proved my age. But the fucked up part is what they allow you to spend your money. They allow you to put your money in there without any legal repercussions, which is incredibly fucked up. <sighs> there is the big meme, the gambling, you know. <laughs> You you are one gamble away from winning a gazillion dollars. But honestly, gambling or sports gambling in general is a losing battle because despite what you might think, to break even. That means to make the money you want, you spend That's how much you need to break even. So you need to get you need to be right to actually make money. Gambling sucks. Don't let your kids gamble. That's all I have to say about the subjects that I had. Right, and before I conclude that episode, I want to do some honorable mentions in the clocks to check them out. I don't know if you have the time, but if you ever have the time and want to spend some time then I recommend the following articles for you to read. There is a Why You Suck At Swab. That was a banger, that was a banger article. And how Indomie dominated the Moroccan markets, also great. And the Milfaya interview, and the scholarship guide, and why Moroccan food is special, and how Mor- why you're single in Morocco, and you're not manipulation proof, and how to become a Moroccan esports player. I think all of these are some of my best work. And if you ever do have the time, feel free to check them out. They're pretty good, I promise. Five to ten minutes and sometimes they're pretty funny. If Hal Hadl podcast is sometimes pretty funny. Even if you didn't read or did read, all I have to say is I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mishmashi Mahlash and I hope we answered Elish. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to recommend it to a friend, rate it, answer the question Spotify, or maybe, just maybe, download it as well, or maybe give it a second listen. If you have topics or suggestions that you would love to hear on the top on this subject, feel free to message me on Instagram, the elder host Abdo at Abdunijam. That is at A B D O N E G A M. And until next episode, stay curious. Bye.